0: your presence there is hope there is fullness of joy in his presence can we give the lord a great shout of praise this morning if you love him this morning shout amen amen what a mighty mighty god we serve what a beautiful time in the presence of the lord this morning thank you to our worship team can we thank our worship team this morning church you are welcome to take your seats this morning Good morning, Frontline Church. Good morning, family. Welcome to everyone in the house, those joining us online, as well as those visiting us for the first time this morning. It's mine and Pastor Ronald's privilege to be back with our family this morning. We had the opportunity and privilege to take a lengthy break over December, and as much as we enjoyed, enjoyed our time together with our girls and just soaking in God's creation, we really missed you all. And as the saying goes, absence makes the heart grow fonder. It's only when you're apart from something that you realize its value and really appreciate it that much more. So yes, we love and appreciate our family here at Frontline Church, and we thank the Lord afresh that He has placed us here for such a time as this. And we thank the Lord that He has placed you here for such a time as this. You and I are here for a purpose. Can somebody say amen? You know, I remember used to having uh, discussions with Pastor Coral, myself and Pastor Rennell. Do you remember Pastor Coral? Yes. For those of you who don't remember or don't know Pastor Coral, he was our apostolic covering for our church. He was mine and Pastor Rennell's uh, spiritual father, and he went to be with the Lord, I think about just over a year ago. And anyway, we'd often, we'd often meet with him and have lengthy discussions around our role as pastors and on certain leadership matters. And he would impart such wisdom on how to deal with these matters. And he would always encourage us on what we were doing and what we were taking on. And many a time we would thank him for his guidance and his, his leadership and for the input that he gave us into our lives. And he would always return our thanks by saying, and so we build kingdom together. And so we build kingdom together. And I want to say to you today, church, if you are here for a purpose... If you are a member of this church, if your heart is invested into this body, if you are planted here and you're not a flip-flop Christian, you and I are here for a purpose. And I would say to you, and so we build kingdom together. This is the joint privilege we have to serve the Lord as He ushers in the kingdom of God. If that excites you, somebody say amen. amen. Church, we are here for a purpose, and may that purpose become crystal clear in the year 2022, in your life and mine, and may we see the goodness and the power of God in the land of the living in the year 2022. Can we give the Lord just one more shout of praise? Church, I have a word that I want to share with you this morning that I've titled, A New Thing. Uh A New Thing. Now, I'll admit that may sound like a bit of a typical term, a title for the first message of a new year. But what I want to share with you today is not just a superficial message on how to create a list of to-dos for 2022. On how you should do this better or do that more perfectly in your life. That you must start gym tomorrow or eat cleaner so that you can fit into the clothes that you bought at the end of 2018 to motivate you to get into shape into 2019, but they're still hanging in your cupboard. (laughs) What I want to share with you, church, today is a story about a God who wants to do a new thing in your life and mine. Because there are certain things that are broken. There are certain impurities that have crept into our lives. There are certain fears and and concerns that are clouding our judgment. And there is nothing in the natural that can mend it, but God and our submission to His will. I'm talking about what's happening on the inside. And when the inside is mended, everything on the outside will fall into place. And I want to start by saying that God loves you so much that He wants to do a new thing in your life this morning. Church, open your Bibles with me this morning to the book of Jeremiah chapter 18. Jeremiah chapter 18. And while you're doing that, I want to share a light-hearted story with you that I heard about two ladies that met at a beauty salon one day. One said to the other one, why, Mary Elizabeth Jones, you look absolutely fantastic. Wow, well, Mary, I like what you're doing with your hair. I like how you're dressing. And wow, Mary, you've lost so much weight. You look younger. You just look absolutely wonderful. The other woman looked at her and said, my name is not Mary Elizabeth Jones. Oh, she said, you've changed your name too. <laughs> you see, that's the kind of transformation we expect to happen at the beginning of a new year. We expect this, you know, extreme makeover to happen. But church... If I were to ask you the question this morning, how would you like to make your life over? What would your answer be? You know, when you're younger and you're playing games with your friend, you say, can I have a do-over? Who needs a do-over this morning? And you know what? You may say, well, that's just for children. That's just for games. But I want you to look with me here in the book of Jeremiah, beginning in chapter 18 and verse 1. And let's see what the word of the Lord says to you and to me. It says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? Says the Lord. Look, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Church making pottery is one of the oldest arts known to mankind. And what the potter does is he goes and fetches his raw material and he takes that clay and he chops it and he crushes it and he chops it and he crushes it some more. Then he adds some water, and, then the, and, and he grabs it and he squeezes it until it is soft and pliable. And then he has a wheel that is driven by a treadle, and it is driven by his foot, and that wheel goes round and round. And he takes that lump of clay, and he throws it on the wheel, and he begins to caress it and to shape it and to mold it. He puts his thumbs on the outside and his fingers on the inside, and it's going round and round. It's an amazing thing. It's a a beautiful thing to watch. And church, a vessel of beauty or a vessel of use and service emerge from that ugly lump of clay. Now, there are three major ingredients in the making of pottery. There are others, but in this process, there is the potter, there is the clay, and there is the wheel. And, church, as we step into a new year, there's a great message for you and for me this morning if we would just see ourselves as the clay and God as the potter. Verse 6 says, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look, as this clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Now, church, that verse doesn't require much interpretation. God is the potter and we are the clay. He is the master workman, which means, church, that God is at work in your life and in mine. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. Amen. God wants to make out of you a vessel something someone that you can use for good works now there's nothing really wonderful about a lump of clay is there it's ugly it's weak and in itself it is totally helpless it is unclean it is unlovely and in itself is unable to form anything so quick reality check for you and me this morning we are the clay literally we are made of the dust of the earth unlovely unable and church unclean and unable to inform anything within ourselves now not everybody is going to agree with that statement because some people don't agree that they have to do have the part to do anything for them they think that they can mold their own lives and we've all seen some of those those moldy people haven't we So we've identified God is the potter, we are the clay, but church, what is the wheel that goes round and round? That's the circumstances of our life. That's what we call providence. But church, what we can take comfort from this morning is that the workman is the one who turns the wheel. Not only does God caress the clay and shape it and mold it, but He's the one that arranges the circumstances in our lives. He's the one that orders every turn of the wheel. Many times we think of certain things that happen in our lives as as incidental. We just say, you know what, it's a coincidence. And we think that it's just meaningless. Now, you're born in a certain town, you're born in a certain country, you go to a certain church, you work in a certain business, and we think, well, that's just coincidental. But you know what, nothing can be farther from the truth because my God, not a blade of grass moves without my God's permission. Someone needs to hear that today as we enter into 2022. You see, we like to compartmentalize our lives into seasons and into years. Some of you are looking back at 2021 and you're saying, man, that was a disastrous year. You felt like nothing went according to plan, life doesn't make sense anymore. And maybe you even feel like you regressed spiritually. You're looking at a season of your life and you're making a conclusion based on the circumstances that happened in that short season. But let me tell you, church, my God is outside of time. And my God says to me in Romans chapter 8 that all things work together for the good to those who love God and who are called according to His purpose. Amen. You see, the devil wants me focused on the limitations of time, but my God wants me focused on the limitless possibilities of amen. his eternal kingdom. Somebody say, amen. amen. I need all the lovers of God this morning to give the Lord a great shout of praise. Thank you, Jesus. You know what, church? I don't care what the devil says. My life is not some accident, I'm not just some coincidence. By the grace of God, I am who I am and I, want, I am what I am. It's all by His grace. You know what? It might not make sense to me, but it makes sense to God, and that settles it. And you see, church, as we submit to God's plans and God's ways for our lives, that's when we enter into rest. It's the only way. Because, church, when we try to make sense of it all, when we try to take control of it all, hope goes running out the door, peace goes running out the door, and you know what comes strolling on in? fear anxiety hopelessness disappointment and even depression you know sometimes in life we say you know what if I were God this is the way that I would do things you know I've got a better way to do it have you ever thought that way before you can be honest with me this morning but church God thinks differently than we think because God sees the bigger picture I heard of a person who picked up one of these bookmarks that we have in some of our Bibles this morning, and he looked at it, and it was just a mass of tangled threads. He looked at it, and he thought, you know what, this doesn't make any sense to me, until he turned it over, and woven on the other side were the words, all things are woven together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to His purpose. You see, if you look at the wrong side of anything woven, it won't make sense to you. You see, we see from our perspective, but God looks from a different vantage point. God works on a different thought level. God works on a different technique level. God does things differently than we do. We sometimes would like to tell God how to do something. For example, in the book of Numbers, when the children of Israel were in the wilderness and they were disobeying God, God sent some serpents to bite them. They cried out to Moses to to ask God to remove the serpents, but God didn't do that. Instead, God told Moses to put a serpent made out of bronze upon a pole, and if they looked at it, they would be healed. God didn't remove the serpent. He brought a solution in the midst of the pollution. Sometimes we would also say, you know what, God, why don't you just kill the devil? Why don't you just remove him out of the equation, and we can all go to heaven and be with you. But you see, God doesn't kill the devil. He puts his son on the cross. God's ways and our ways are not the same. But church, what you can be assured of this morning is that God is the potter, we are the clay, and the wheel of life is run by the feet that bear the nail prints from the cross. That's my Jesus. And every turn of the wheel is ordered by God or at least allowed by God. And church... Why is that important for you and I to understand as we enter into a new year? That's important, church, because every turn of the wheel has been a part of God's plan and it's been a part of your journey. And you know why it's important? Because He's going to turn every midnight into a sunrise. He's going to turn every tear into a pearl. And He's going to turn every Calvary into an Easter because Sunday is coming. You see, if you don't get this truth about the potter, you are going to go into another year making a list of things to change, but in reality, nothing has changed on the inside. Your belief system hasn't changed. So church, if that is the great potential of a life that is pliable enough to be used by God, what is required from you and me? Do you want to know what it is? It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. We are to heal to the potter. We are to heal to the potter. And if you're one of those doubters and and skeptics listening to me this morning, it would be at this point where you would say, you know what? I knew it. I knew it wasn't that easy. I knew there was a catch. Right? You know, you pastors and so-called men and women of God all the same. You start with the promises of God, and then you make it my responsibility to follow through and make it happen. Right? Why is this Christianity thing so difficult? I knew there was a catch. Now, I don't think there's many of you like that here today, but if that is you, I would say to you it's not a catch, it's a key. It is a key to the kingdom of God. Right? God is saying, you know what? I'm the God of a second chance. I want to make you into a new vessel. I want to make you into a new and improved vessel. And the key to unlock that promise is. You healed to me. That's a key to a better and more fulfilled life. It's not a catch. But there's always a choice, isn't there? Romans chapter 6, verse 16 says, Surely, he says, Surely you know that you become the slaves of whatever you give or you healed yourselves to. Anything or anyone you follow will become your master. You can follow sin or you can obey God. Following sin brings spiritual death, but obeying God makes you right with Him. Is there anyone here today who wants to be right with God? You know, church, most of us would dare not dream what we could become if we would allow God to have His way in our lives. But the truth is that there are three persons sitting in your seat this morning not next to you, not not behind you, three persons sitting in your seat. The person you are right now, the person you might be for evil if you turn from God, and the person you can become if you let God have His own way and mold you into a vessel for His good use and for His pleasure. We always have a choice. You know, in verse 4, where it says, and the vessel that He made out of clay was uh, marred in the hand of the potter, The reason for the vessel being marred, do you think the problem is with the potter or with the clay? Anybody? With the clay. Because the clay might have some hidden impurities in it. Something impure or something that keeps the vessel from becoming what it ought to become. And church, the point of this is that there may be some hidden impurities in our lives. Some sin that is marring what God wants to do in our lives. Or maybe we are not broken enough for the potter to use because the clay is too stiff and the clay does not yield to the hand of the potter anymore. And we need to ask ourselves some very important questions this morning. Probably probably the most important questions we'll ask ourselves this year and maybe for the rest of our lives. Ask yourself this question. Is there anything in my life right now Is there any unclean, any impure thing in my life right now that stands in the way of what God wants to do in my life? Don't answer that question out loud, but answer it in your own mind. Is there something that you know that is not pleasing to the Lord? And once you truthfully answer that question, ask yourself the next question. Which is, am I truly healed to the Lord? Have I said, Lord, here I am make of me what you wish and do with me what you will. Have you done that? If not, church, the the vessel is going to be marred and the problem is not with the potter. The problem is with the clay. You see, we can make all sorts of plans for 2022. And we should. We can set goals. We can work out eating and training programs. We can reflect on, on 2021 and identify what needs to change going forward on our relationships and our businesses, etc., etc. We can even begin a theological degree, and all those things are good things. But if you don't heal yourself to the potter, he's going to keep on turning that wheel until you eventually come around and deal with what's going on inside. And I don't know about you, church, but I don't want to go around the same mountain again and again, year after year. Because I'm too hard of hearing, right? I'm too stubborn or I have become unpliable. I want to be in a place where God can mold me and use me for His glory. Amen? And can I give you some really good news this morning? Who needs some good news? We all do, right? Just because you may have failed or messed up in the past, it doesn't mean that God is done with you. Let's look at verse 4 again. And the vessel he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. The vessel that was marred is remade into another vessel. Which means, church, that that as we kick off 2022, we can have a brand new start. There's hope for us because we serve the God of a second chance. Come on, if you believe in that, say amen. Look at what God says to the prophet, or through the prophet Jeremiah, in verses 6 to 8. Family of Israel, you know that I can do the same thing with you. You are like the clay in the potter's hands, and I am the potter. This message is from the Lord. There may come a time when I will speak about a nation or a kingdom... That I will pull up by its roots or tear down and destroy it, but if the people of the nation change their hearts and lives and stop doing evil things, I will change my mind and not bring on them the disaster I planned. What is God saying here, church? God is saying, if we will repent of, if you will repent of your sin, I will repent of the judgment. That's what God is saying. And again, if you're one of those doubters this morning, you may say, well, there you go again, pastor. Just when I felt a bit comfortable with what God's going to do for me, you have to throw this word repentance into the mix. I told you there was a catch. No, you see, that's another key to the kingdom. That is another key to unlock the promises of God in your life. And church, can we just settle something this morning? Can we just settle that repentance is not a bad thing? In God's eyes, it is a wonderful thing, right? It's a fresh start. It's a new beginning. And repentance is you, just you admitting that you can't do this life on your own and that you've messed up along the way and you're sorry for the impurities that have come into your life, right? It's you admitting and apologizing to your creator that you have somehow marred this vessel. Is that so bad? No. No. Because once you do that church, you become soft and pliable in the hands of the potter again. The alternative church is to be like the people of Judah in Jeremiah chapter 18, where they reject God's warning, warning, and they do not repent. God gives them a warning, and look what they say in verse 12. They said that is hopeless. So we will walk according to our own plans, and we will, everyone obey the dictates of his evil heart. Wow. Imagine saying that to God. Needless to say, it doesn't end very well for them. In chapter 19, God instructs Jeremiah to to break a clay jar before the leaders of Judah to illustrate their demise. Verse 10 says, Jeremiah, tell this to the people. And while they are watching, break the jar. Then say this The Lord all powerful says, I will break the nation of Judah and the city of Jerusalem, just as a potter breaks a clay jar. And like a broken jar, the nation of Judah cannot be put together again. Church, this is the danger of a life that rebels against God. And you know what? You can sit in this building this morning and I can talk to you about hidden impurities. I can talk to you about stubborn resistance, and you can either say, here I am, Lord, I heal myself to you, I repent, take me, make me, mold me, give me a brand new start in 2022, or you can just say, you know what, it's my life, I'm going to do with my life as I please, I will not heal. Look, that is your privilege. But if you do that, you are going to be hardened in that position. And the potter, once the clay is hardened, cannot remold it. And you may say, you know what? But I thought he was the God of a second chance. He is. He's the God of a second, a third, a fourth, maybe even a hundredth chance. The Bible is full of people whom God gave another chance to. But church, always, always, they were pliable. They hadn't got to a place where they were fully hardened. And church, as we move into the year 2022, great expectation as, as everyone has been speaking about this morning and a, and a common thread that has been coming through. As we go into 2022, make the necessary changes you need to in your personal life. Follow through with the commitments that you made to yourself back in 2019, 2020, and 2021. Be a better husband, be a better wife. Be a better parent to your children. Be present in your children's lives. Give them affection. You know what? Lose that weight that you've been wanting to lose for how many years now? Get involved in or start that ministry that God has been speaking to you about. Go for it. Do all of that. But before you do that, church, before you put anything in your diary for this year, take some time to get alone with a potter. And ask Him to reveal the impurities on the inside that have crept into your life. And perhaps even the unhealed heart. That has marred you from becoming a vessel of God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God had prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. My concern, church, is that if we don't make this a priority now... We'll be facing 2023 with the same same unmet expectations because nothing has changed on the inside. But I'm here to tell you this morning that God wants to do a new thing in your life. He has some keys that He wants to give us here this morning. And even though you may look at your life right now and you may think, you know what, my life looks like an ugly lump of clay. It may even be that your life looks like a bunch of threads all stitched together that that make no sense. But God is saying to his beloved children this morning that from his point of view, you are a beautiful vessel in the making. And from his vantage point, that bunch of messed up threads are all the things woven together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purposes. You're not an ugly lump. You are not messed up beyond repair. You are a masterpiece in the making because you are created in the image of Almighty God. Amen. Let that be your starting point this year as you submit and you healed yourself to Him. And church, just wait and see what the Almighty can create you to be. Can somebody say amen? amen. Church, if that, that word is spoken to your heart this morning, would you just give the Lord... The greatest shout of praise. Would you appreciate these words? Amen. What an awesome God we serve. What an awesome God we serve. I'm gonna ask the worship team to please come up. We're gonna finish with a song this morning. Perhaps we can all stand together because I'd like us to pray before we, we sing this song. And I wanna ask you this morning just to allow this word to sink in. Not just today, but through the when you go into this week as you go to the next couple of weeks and as you go into 2022 church god is saying he wants to do a new thing in your life in my life and it begins where we start to heal to him we start to identify those hidden things in our lives that we somehow have just you know skimmed by and not given and not submitted everything to the lord we need to surrender everything to the lord this morning and I want to ask you to raise your hands as we, as we pray together. Father God, we want to thank you for your absolutely glorious word this morning. And we acknowledge that you are the potter. We are the clay. And the circumstances of life are all within your control because you are the one that orders every turn of the wheel. We yield ourselves to you this morning afresh as we step into 2022. And we ask, Lord, that you would highlight the impurities within our lives and the areas we haven't completely surrendered to you. Lord, we want to live a surrendered life. We don't want to move into another year without first dealing with what's going on inside. So we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would search the depths of our inner man and reveal those hidden things so that we can be made right with you. Lord, allow us to have a glimpse of this masterpiece that you want to create so that we can take our eyes of the limitations of time and keep them on our eternal God. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you and may our lives be a representation of the love that you have for us. We want to heal ourselves to you this morning, Lord. Do a work in us, Lord. Do a transformational work in our hearts this morning. Come into our very lives this morning. Meet us at our place of need. Lord, that shame, that brokenness, use it for your good, Lord. Make us vessels of honor, vessels of use for your purposes and for your glory. Don't let us go into another year just doing the same thing again and again expecting different results. Change us, Lord, internally so that we can affect and change things externally. We submit this all to you, Lord. We submit our lives to you fresh, in the year 2022. And Lord, come and have your way so that we can give you glory on the earth. We pray this in Jesus' name and everybody said, Amen. Amen.